This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. really associate this movie with you why I think because of your (laughs) excellent gremlins Christmas sweater okay I was hoping that was it and not something terrible like I remind you of a gremlin (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not supposed to feed you after midnight yep probably shouldn't do that anyway (laughs) (laughs) I think every time I've tried you've been asleep so (laughs) yeah (laughs) lucky for me lucky for you Hello, we are talking about Gremlins, which came out the year I was born. Amazing. (laughs) It's as old as I am. I didn't realize that this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. I always forget that. It doesn't feel like a Steven Spielberg. It's so campy. I mean, I think that Steven Spielberg movies have like a level of sentimentality that sometimes approaches camp but never quite gets there. But this movie, I feel like he just like kind of goes all in on the goofiness of the concept. It's very goofy. I remember as a kid when this came out, not when it came out, but when I finally got around to watching it, just thinking, oh, this is a funny movie. This is a comedy. The only mm-hmm. part that scared me was was the end when the uh, gremlin falls into the fountain and becomes this horrible mush. Right. So I had seen this movie when I was a kid and not since we watched it together. And so when I watched it as a kid, I just thought of it as this kind of like, yeah, silly movie about these little like monsters running around and didn't even put together that it was set around Christmas time until we talked about doing it for this little half (laughs) season that we're doing. Yeah, it's it's one of those sneaky holiday movies that is like. Oh, it takes place around Christmas, so it's a holiday movie now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's get a quick summary because there's a lot of good stuff to unpack with this one. Yes, I'm going to keep this summary very light. We have an incompetent dad who wants to buy his kid a Christmas present, so he decides to wander on down to Chinatown and buy off of this Chinese shopkeeper's grandson because the Chinese shopkeeper himself won't sell it this little mogwai creature with some very strict rules that they're supposed to follow and they almost immediately discard and when the son is taking care of gizmo as he names his mogwai um the rules start getting broken one by one which leads to more and more and more mogwais because (laughs) it apparently happens and they just cause some general mayhem around the town yeah it's funny because you're going through that summary and I'm sitting here like shaking my head like ugh, these guys (laughs) I can't get over how they have some very simple rules that just get thrown out the window (laughs) right away (laughs) 
We should talk about these rules really quickly because I don't quite get them. Um, the first one is no sunlight, and that's that's pretty straightforward. Uh, no water. I guess that's straightforward. I guess that's straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And uh, yeah, the the no sunlight thing. I start to go down this path where I'm like, okay, well, what if there is some sunlight bouncing off of a wall? And it filters in the room. Like how much right. sunlight? Is it a photon? Is too much like what are we right. dealing with here? <laughs> yes. And then with water, this takes me back to when I watched Signs. And I had to make sense of the water issue with Signs. I think a lot of people have an issue with Signs for that reason. Um, you know, what does that mean? Like that the aliens and Signs can't deal with water while well, the Earth is mostly water so Mm -hmm. what are they doing here right so so what's the deal with these gremlins like how much water is too much water because what about humidity (laughs) what do we do with right there's water content in the air of our planet (laughs) why are they here (laughs) yeah and the worst rule and then (laughs) is the last rule (laughs) the rule that i don't think i've ever heard anybody give a good explanation for my whole life. The first two I can kind of like fiddle with in my head. But this one, no food after midnight is the rule. That's it. There's no ending time. <laughs> it's always after midnight somewhere. I know. Is it like midnight to dawn? What happens when time changes? Like <laughs> daylight savings ends. Is it is it based on the sun being out? Like what is this based on? Yeah, it's so goofy. That's the goofy uh goofiest rule out of the three but all of them are sort of easily they seem like they're easily screwed up and this guy has no business taking care of anything with rules this ambiguous i feel like if you wouldn't buy your kid like a puppy for a holiday it doesn't make any sense to buy like a creature of unknown origins for your child that also (laughs) seems to learn how to to speak the longer you have it (laughs) nobody says anything about that nobody seems alarmed that this this creature has not been discovered yet and according to the wikipedia page mogwai is cantonese for devil (laughs) that's not good i know Uh, yeah, the, even it's not just the family, too. It's that science teacher. So Billy has Billy's the kid who gets um, the Mogwai, the gremlin, a gizmo. And he takes uh, he takes one of the other Mogwais because, of course, he gets gizmo wet and now they're they are multiplying. He takes him to this science teacher, his science teacher. And his science teacher is like, cool, let me put it in this cage and just keep it in the room and like do some experiments on it and not report this new species discovery and not do anything beyond I mean this is like what a high school science teacher or college I'm assuming high school like the kids it seemed like high school yeah yeah I think the kid is somehow the most responsible person (laughs) in this cast of characters every adult is just on some range of incompetency here because they're not telling other people they're kind of disregarding the rules the science teacher i feel like is so irresponsible because he should be like oh this seems like a dangerous thing i'm not going to try and make more of these (laughs) (laughs) right that's right he does like drop her some water on he does gremlin yeah yeah and i'm like why would you do this in a 
classroom. That guy does not have his PhD. That's why he's teaching high school science, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude to high school science teachers. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm. It's my fault. But, um, you know, who wasn't irresponsible was their neighbor. Um, I forget his name in the movie, but but the actor is Dick Miller. He died uh, when he was 90. He's a really cool actor. Anyways, but he has heard of gremlins before. The The neighbor is like, I, I forget what exactly he's saying about them, but he's familiar with them and uh, knows that they're trouble. He knows about them in like a really problematic 80s way. It It's super racist, I feel. He's talking about, you know, foreigners are the one who bring gremlins yes. in and he learned about them in World War II because the Japanese and Chinese forces would put gremlins in their aircraft to like mess up the right. engines. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all this lore behind gremlins where exactly that they cause malfunctions in aircraft. And it started with the British uh, Royal Air Force. It's just a funny, funny little piece of lore. And it showed up a few places in pop culture. I've seen Looney Tunes featuring gremlins. I'm sure, yeah, we've both seen um, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, mm-hmm. that Twilight episode. It's very famous um, for having uh, monsters in the plane. Are You Afraid of the Dark featured them. Um, Magic the Gathering, Monster in My Pocket cards. So gremlins are like this known little villain. And the neighbor is at least cautious. <laughs> I'll give him that. He everyone is. He's else very is, wary. Yeah, everyone else is like, whatever. Let's just give it fried chicken and not pay attention to if the clock is plugged in. I know how incompetent. I keep using the word incompetent, but it's just the only thing I could think of while I was watching this movie. Yeah, you have three very weird, arbitrary rules, but you should at least try to follow them <laughs> or take it back. Oh my god, if I was picking up a pet for somebody and this this scenario is just bizarre on so many levels a i would not buy somebody a pet as a gift that'd be a terrible gift <laughs> b if there were that many rules if it was that complicated i don't want to deal with that i don't even want to deal with a fish like who wants to deal with a gremlin i know they're so like mischievous even gizmo who uh, and maybe you can enlighten me here because I don't totally understand. Like, why why is Gizmo so good? Gizmo is so, like, pure of heart and motivation, and he just wants to help Billy. Like, all he wants to do is be a good little companion to Billy. And then it seems like all of the other Mogwai are just interested in becoming gremlins. They're like, I just want to become a monster. Like, let me become a monster. Yeah, I was wondering this too, because it's not like mogwais are all inherently good and then become bad when they transform into gremlins. Some of these mogwais that are born want to cause mayhem Mm -hmm. and then cause more mayhem once they become a gremlin. And so I looked this up about Gizmo, like what is special about Gizmo? And in the there there's actually a novelization of this movie written and he just happens to be a peacekeeper mogwai so there are some peacekeepers 
um, that don't want to become gremlins. And uh, there are just mogwais that are evil and want to be evil. And that's, and it's just rare. It's just a rare thing that he came out good. How lucky for Billy that his dad happened to buy him a good mogwai. (laughs) I'm wondering, like, so that shopkeeper had him. A, how did he get him? And B, what did he go through to get him? Right. And the shopkeeper was like, you're not ready for this. Like, you shouldn't have this. And the grandson's like, now I'll sell them to you. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. And like, yeah. man, if these things are so special and so rare, I just can't imagine how unhappy the grandfather would be when he learned that his grandson just like pawned one off for like a couple bucks. Oh my God. Yeah, I would be pissed. I'd be like worried for humankind. <laughs> right. If that happens. I know because it's so funny that these gremlins led by stripe their little ringleader are so mischievous like they just want to get into trouble and some of their trouble is like good trouble (laughs) like they want to just like you know laugh and eat popcorn and throw their sodas at the movie theater and then sometimes they want to kill people (laughs) I enjoy the gremlins when they're goofing off when they're like watching a movie and throwing popcorn at each other and pretending to have jobs (laughs) doing them poorly and that's the fun part of the gremlins towards the end of the movie it's like that's I think that's what you're talking about like where they're not really evil they're just sort of goofy yeah like they're doing like bad behaviors like smoking and playing cards but like yes they're like getting into like a kid's version of trouble right right there's very few that are like stripe where he like tries to actually kill people and succeeds for one person yeah (laughs) yes oh yeah doesn't he throw someone out the window it's the it's the electric chair right he kills um hansen the science teacher oh the science teacher yeah oh that was stripe that killed him i think it was stripe or maybe it was one at least one of them does kill him though because i have it as an yeah a specific note for our horror section (laughs) yeah i my favorite death was um the the woman going up the staircase you know in that chair that slides up the banister like she goes so fast that she flies out the window (laughs) I mean we have some violent deaths in this movie but they're also very funny they are it's really not meant to be a very dark movie it's I think it's pretty comedic yeah I mean Howie Mandel is also in this and and he plays he plays Gizmo and he's always played like stuff for kids he's in bobby's world i don't know if you remember that show that movie little monsters he plays a a monster that hangs out with little little boy sidekick fred savage and and you know he's not ominous like gizmo is not an ominous bad guy the gremlins really aren't either they're just overwhelming (laughs) there's so many of them do we want to talk about what makes this movie uh a christmas movie versus maybe a horror movie Yes. Yes. I, I'm going to start us off with the easy one, which is that it takes place around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole plot like really hinges around this dad who needs to buy a Christmas present for his kid. <laughs> My God. What a petty reason to kick all this off. I know. Um, we also get to hear Christmas music and see Christmas decorations. So I'm counting that. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fa- the the city's very very festive. There's Christmas tree light. Uh, there's Christmas trees and lights everywhere. When the movie starts, there's Christmas music over the intro. Um, so yeah. they're really setting it up for us. Like this is a movie that takes place around Christmas time. This is a Christmas movie. The only other thing I can think of, honestly, Kate, is that this movie tries to have a moral, and that's very Christmassy, but. I don't think anybody really learns anything. <laughs> I, I know. The the shopkeeper shows up at the end to take Gizmo back, and he's like, Western society is not ready for this yet. And I was like, <laughs> wait, is that our lesson? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, is our lesson that we're just bad? I, I don't know. Um, Maybe that we don't respect well, rules or we don't listen. I, I, I feel like the lesson is just not for the audience. I, I I don't know. The lesson is like these guys, these this family did the wrong thing, but the family doesn't actually learn that they did the wrong thing. Nobody seems apologetic. Nobody seems like Billy seems genuinely sad to lose Gizmo, and I was does, like, you right. should not have a Gizmo. Like, <laughs> right? You you should not be allowed to have a a Mogwai in your possession. No, like. He should want to give Gizmo back. Like if he if he and his father learned something, I feel like then we would see them try to correct things. And they're not. They just, you know, the the shopkeeper came by. I don't know how he knows where they live, but he figured it out. And they wouldn't have given him back otherwise. No, there's no way. I had very few notes on the Christmas festive side myself, but I had a good number of notes um, for the horror, horror side of it. I think that the rules, the fact that there are rules to take care of this and the rules indicate some very ominous things might happen from the jump I was like oh these are rules that were made to be broken for this movie exactly yeah (laughs) we also have a scene where a car doesn't start that's pretty classically horror yes also um this is such an old school horror movie trope which is absolutely horrible which is that uh very frequently the black guy would die first in the movie Oh, I know. And Mr. Hansen, our science teacher, is a black guy, and he does die first in this movie. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay true to that 80s horror vibe. I know, right? (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, we get, like I was saying earlier, we get a few violent deaths that we we already covered. Uh, There's some good screaming. You know, people are scared. So, I mean, those are all horror elements (laughs) for sure. I mean, how the gremlins even like reproduce like getting hit by water and then all these like babies like spraying out of their bodies like it was like kind of this like organic I I wrote down that it felt like that kind of organic like Cronenberg kind of bio horror yes yes the gore the like gore and special effects of the gremlins hatching and growing is super cool they they Yeah, they hang out in these really cool-looking, goopy pods. Um, And they're practical effects. It looks great. Like, they look wet. They look organic. They look alive. Um, And then when the gremlins get water on them, they're back, like, 
bubbles. It it gets like slimy and bubbly and nasty. It looks like their back becomes covered in blisters and then all these babies pop out and it's so gross. I think frogs, there, there are certain frogs that do that. Mm, yeah, right? I could see like, that being they... an inspiration because it is, it's yeah. gross and I it's love so the special effects. I think the practical yeah. effects are really, really good in this. Yeah, they're fun too. And and the Mogwais, when they give birth, they don't look scary. They look cute. Um, but I love the effect of them doing it. Yeah. They kind of remind me of Popples. I don't know if you're familiar with Popples at all, but if anyone out there is, uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me. <laughs> I also thought that like how they have the gremlins eating felt really ominous like they do they do some good horror elements of like building tension or like building audience tension where it's like the gremlins are having their their little like eating fest and there's a pan over to the clock that's been unplugged like (laughs) this like really great dramatic irony yeah I love watching them eat like when they're mogwais and they're just like it's like very close up on their faces you see their little tiny teeth it looks like a chucky doll teeth right like it's gross because it looks real (laughs) and they're just like scrambling at the food it's so cute i will say the one thing that really pushes this movie over into horror for me was phoebe kate's absolutely unhinged story (laughs) about christmas eve (laughs) I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to do it too. <laughs> I I always uh, forget about the speech, like what it's about. I always forget what it's about. And I just remember, oh, there's this crazy speech that Phoebe Cates gives at some point in the movie. And um, I completely forgot that her it's her dad ending up in the chimney. <laughs> dressed as Santa Claus. It's so it's dark. It's so weird. It's really yeah. dark. I mean, okay, so for those of you who haven't watched Gremlins in a minute, uh, or maybe you you blocked out the speech that Phoebe Hates has is she's trying to explain to her boyfriend, Billy, why she doesn't like Christmas, which like, I mean, sure. <laughs> but she tells a story about how her dad goes missing around christmas eve and her family has no idea what happened and as the days keep passing there's a smell in their house and they finally have like emergency services look in their chimney and their dad had dressed up as santa claus and had tried to take the presents to come down the chimney got stuck and died I want to take a minute to talk to just like acknowledge how fucking stupid that is as an idea, by the way. Don't do that. Def- do not try and climb down a <laughs> chimney, folks. That's a terrible idea. How could you possibly think you would fit? It's a terrible I- idea. Um, it's so dirty. Your rented Santa Claus suit is going to get filthy and then you're going to get charged a cleaning fee when you have to return <laughs> your Santa suit. Like just top to bottom. Bad, bad God. ideas. A lot of people with bad, bad ideas in this movie. I can't but, believe uh, that part of this story includes her having to smell the decomposing corpse of her father in her house. And then the movie does nothing with this no, story. No, they, they just kind of like <laughs> move on. <laughs> she tells this incredibly grim story and then that's it. They don't do anything with it. I am so glad they kept it. 
I, I mean, it's just fucking weird. It makes no sense, but now it's so iconic now. I know. You know like, I, I, it's just so bizarre. You know, I think that like movies that come out now are like really, really polished and are just like they're like workshopped and they're like audience tested and like they're like really, really sanitizing any stuff like that out of it, which is something that I kind of love about these 80s movies is that just there's this total batshit monologue in the middle of this movie that then they just move on from and don't come back to again. And they left it in the movie. It's so good. It's so funny. And I am so excited to watch Gremlins 2 with you eventually because they do call back to it and it's really funny. Oh my gosh. I have not seen Gremlins 2, so I am excited to watch it. Yeah. So does this sit on your Christmas movie list or your horror movie list? Definitely my horror movie list. I think that that's that's what I think of it as even after watching it and knowing it takes place around Christmas there's just so many things that make it a horror movie for me same I do not think of this as a Christmas movie but again you guys probably heard me talk about this last week I don't like Christmas movies all that much so I I use it as a Christmas movie uh viewing when I don't feel like watching a Christmas movie I think it's a good so, yeah, it's for that. definitely a horror. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend it for that. <laughs> Any of you out there that don't like Christmas movies, but have to watch a Christmas movie for whatever reason, this is a good pick. <laughs> well, our next two movies, I have a suspicion are going to fall a little bit more definitively into the horror side. So I am looking forward to watching those and talking about them with you. Yeah. Same here. See you guys next week. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.